Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 774, air date September 16th, 2020. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. A little bit of a late start today. I'll be making some introductory comments or people are joining. Uh, let's go live on Instagram also. So we have people uh, on, uh, obviously, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter joining. And we'll have people coming in. We have people from New Bedford, Mass. Uh, Dylan, why don't you read off who's coming in? We have people from New Bedford, Mass joining. Um, let's see, who else is joining in? And we have Jen also helping us out. Uh, Wong Kong Ninja. Okay, good to have. Great to have you. All right. Um, today we're going to be talking about. This is our six-part series on boosting the immune system. As you know, the quote-unquote second wave is going to be coming, and so we want to get people ready to uh, overcome this fear nonsense, which is really the base of what the deep state wants to do. And we want really people focusing on themselves uh, and their community and helping their friends out and to start really focusing on boosting the immune system. That's where we're going to uh, come on from Sweden. Oscar Arnorsen, great to have you. Williams, Williamson County, Tennessee. Uh, thanks, Jen, for putting those names up. It helps Queens, New York. What else we got, Dylan? Kansas. Kansas. Ohio. Ohio. Uh, Oregon, Lynn, Massachusetts, Mauricio. Hey, Mauricio, how are you? Good to have you. Um, Chicago, Puerto Rico, great to have you. Um, Florida, Broward County. Hey, Tony, Anthony Zingale, good to have you, Anthony. Brisbane, Australia. We have Ida Ocampo Newton, great to have you. China, uh, uh, Oh, veteran, a veteran from uh, New York City. Um, Timothy Foley. Princeton. Okay, yeah. great. Australia, California. Australia, great. Texas. Great, great to have you. Cape Cod, Dennis, Massachusetts. North Carolina, Ontario, Canada. Amherst, Massachusetts. Awesome. It's great to see all these people from not only all over the world, you know, across multiple time zones, not only in the United States and from Massachusetts. We have the full spectrum here, all the way from, you know, towns right near to me, all the way from Western Mass, Central Mass, you know, the Cape area, going out to all across the United States, Canada, um, you know, Australia, we appear from India, Florida, uh, upstate New York, Burlington, New Zealand, a uh, great group of people out down under. Uh, but it's a real pleasure to have everyone. We're going to wait a couple more minutes as people join North Carolina. And today's talk, as many of you know, I'm doing a series. It's something I did all the way in March, you know, which really helped people get over the fear. But sometimes it's good to go back uh, and remind people for two reasons. Uh, one is to remind people that this entire car coronavirus fear mongering scam, which is I was the first one to call this out back in March when it first came out. If you remember, I did a tweet which said, this will, as an MIT PhD in biological engineering and someone who studied the immune system and who studies the immune system every day, this will go down as one of the biggest fear-mongering hoaxes, which is a coronavirus stuff intended to suppress dissent, you know, put down, uh, destroy economies, and basically to push mandated medicine. And that's what I put out there. And um, that became the basis for me starting recognizing that all the stuff I've been doing as a scientist also needed to be brought in to educate people politically so they could strengthen themselves. And I started doing, I think, two to three videos. Some of you got really concerned that I wasn't getting enough sleep. Um, but I did that as a public service. I did video after video after video explaining to people that the real goal uh, were to follow certain principles of the body. Number one, the body is a system. It's an interconnected system. Number two, that one size does not fit all. That the that science shows that we have to go to the concept of the right medicine for the right person at the right time. And third, we have to build community and boost immunity. So today's the third day in this series. Uh, two days ago, I did a talk on vitamin D3. As you know, I was the first one to bring out the power of vitamin D3 globally and why it was an antimicrobial, what we needed to do to boost the immune system. And what's really unfortunate, as I talked about a couple of days ago, is a lot of these grifters, these people on the internet who just watch which way the wind blows, uh, including very, very shallow people, unfortunately, people like Scott Adams, who tries to present himself as though he's some erudite intellectual, 
attacked me saying, you know, this is bullshit. Why should we take vitamins? Well, he's a foolish fellow. And I think he should stay, uh, keep drawing his cartoons, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. And he, I would argue that he actually hurt a lot of people, probably, you know, led people down the long way, wrong way. And then later on, then he became a big proponent of vitamin D3. And so is Fauci doing that, right? And the reason they're doing this is because they know that truth does come out and to basically maintain their credibility, they'll start spouting off, not because they believe in truth, but, but it's to maintain their own brand equity so people don't leave them because all they care about is followers or money. The truth here is that we working people care about truth, freedom, and health. And most of these guys are grifters and the Fauci's don't. So vitamin D3 was the first one I led with. Again, it was something I did uh, almost six months ago. And then we talked yesterday about the importance of social interactions and having friendships and making deep connections. And many of you who see my videos and you're engaged with them, you know, I've asked my volunteers to engage with you so you could connect with them, um, understand what we're doing in Massachusetts to really build this movement, why we're now escalating the war um, against the establishment for truth, freedom and health, or against the forces of power, profit and control. As many of you know, you know, I am running for U.S. Senate. And the important thing to recognize here is that we unleashed an amazing campaign in Massachusetts because of all of your help, all of your volunteering, all of your donations. We uh, scared the, the, you know, the establishment to such an extreme that they had to pull out their card, which was the car, their only remaining weapon, which was election fraud. That's their weapon of choice when things come bottoms up. They have to unleash election fraud. And that's what they did because we were headed for a landslide and they found some doofus, an absolute fool, a foolish doofus who can barely speak, who did no campaigning, and they manipulated the elections, as I've shared, because they can manipulate the votes. We don't have, we have a third world voting system in the United States. And, you know, they expected us to say, oh my God, we lost, we're so sad, they screwed us. No, we're escalating this movement. We're escalating this movement. And as you notice in our, in our new logo here, what do you see here? It's called Write In by or on November 3rd, Dr. Shiva. So you see the little pen there, we're conducting a write-in campaign. In many ways, we're telling people, and all of you, um, this is what you should tell people, there are a lot of idiots out there who go, oh, Dr. Shiva is gonna split the Republican vote. No, the Republicans, capital R and capital D, don't care about us, which means the Republican establishment, the Democrat establishment. In Massachusetts in particular, they're one. Anyone who says that is frankly very dumb. Massachusetts is 60% independence. And what we're saying is, is if you are independent, you are independent. Most of us are independent. Well, start acting independent. Stop voting for Republican and Democrat, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. It's time for working people to unite beyond black and white, beyond left and right for truth, freedom, and health. We don't want forced vaccinations. We don't want school, you know, business lockdowns. And we want our schools to reopen. That's what we want. And that can only be brought to you by someone like me who's going to expose these guys because our real enemy here is big tech, big pharma, big agriculture, and big academia. They're the ones who use their puppets to unleash election fraud. But we're escalating our movement in Massachusetts. We're going for a write-in campaign. And I need everyone out there to help us out here. All of you, you know, I do a lot of these public service things to help you boost your immunity, but it's really part of my way of supporting um, uh, you, all of you to get educated, but it's also an opportunity for you to also do public service to the larger humanity at hand. So what can you do? Well, number one, we're writing a, running a write-in campaign to win the US Senate seat. We're escalating the movement. We have 500 people more who've requested lawn signs. People are really upset. I was just at getting a new phone and a woman walks up to me and she goes, oh my God, Dr. Shiva, I voted for you. I'm a nurse. I don't want to lose my job. They want to force vaccinate me. The Dr. Shiva for Senate race is known all over Massachusetts. That's why the establishment doesn't know what to do. So what we want to do now is we want to ask, number one, all of you, wherever you are, I don't care if you're in New Zealand, I don't care if you're in New York, you can do number one, ask all your friends right here. We changed I write in Dr. Shiva. Tell them to click this button. Anyone you know lives in Massachusetts, let them come to this page and let them pledge to write in Dr. Shiva by 
by or on November 3rd. Because the early voting starting, they're sending out the mail-in ballots. So we want people to give us their mobile numbers, their zip code in Massachusetts. So if you're in Massachusetts, go do this right now. If you're outside of Massachusetts and you know friends, have them do that. That's the number one thing. Second thing everyone can do is volunteer. We need people to make phone calls. We need to um, have a social media digital warrior. So you can go right here and volunteer for the campaign. We have hundreds of you who have volunteered. We have thousands on the ground, but we want to escalate the movement. Remember, Bunker Hill was a battle that was lost, but we went on to win the Revolutionary War. They think by cheating us and committing election fraud, we're going to run away. That was just a small battle. We didn't really lose. We actually scared them. So we're going to escalate. So it's an opportunity for all of you to participate. The other thing everyone can do, obviously, is you can support the campaign financially by donating to the campaign. It's something you can do from anywhere if you don't want to volunteer, if you want to do that. And when you donate to the campaign, remember, I want to help you understand systems. Because if you can understand the principles of systems, you can understand pretty much everything on the planet and you can start figuring out for your own self the interconnections among things. And there are about nine principles which govern all systems. And in this book, I teach you those principles. And using those principles, you can pretty much start understanding systems, political systems, healthcare systems, transportation systems, and your body as a system. So once you learn those principles, what I am also affording you is a very powerful tool that I created called Your Body, Your System. And with this tool, when you don't, by the way, you can only donate to a Senate campaign if you're in the United States. But if you want to get access to the tool and the book, you can go to write to your body, your system. You can get started now and you can get the tool in the book. But what this tool allows you to do, it allows you to use those principles. Now, three of those principles are to understand that your body or any system has three. It's governed by three elements. The, the, the element of motion called transport, which is this T in the top of the triangle. The aspects of conversion, where you take one energy form and convert it to another. Digestion is a part of that. And then the forces of structure, storage, the thing that holds us together. By answering these questions, you can figure out the, the, how much of those aspects of those three elements are in your body as a system. Then you can answer a different set of questions because that red dot really determines your system state. You can determine how you're deviated from that, which is a black dot. And then you can figure out how you can manipulate yourself back to homeostasis, which is back to you, okay? Which is through food, you know, the right supplements and the right exercise. So there's really no one diet for anyone. All these very, very um, people want to take advantage of people, do these diet books every year, you know, eat fat today, eat raw foods, you know, eat, you know, grains. And, and all these diets don't work because ultimately you have to figure out what's right for you. And this tool allows you to figure out, A, what kind of system you are and figure out, help you rebuild your intuition for your own system. Okay. So I want everyone to take advantage of this. You got to support this campaign and we want to escalate it and be a part of that escalation and let everyone know that A, they can pledge if they're in Massachusetts to vote so we can keep in touch so they go vote. B, tell a friend to pledge. And C, get, uh, share this message with others and volunteer and donate, okay? So let's start today uh, with our talk today. So our talk today is uh, something, again, that I did earlier, but I, have, you know, I wanna go deeper into it. And it's really about building community, boost immunity, part three, vitamin C how vitamin C, as you're going to learn, is really a shock absorber for the immune system. It helps modulate the immune system away from these things called a cytokine storm. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. And, and vitamin C has many, many power effects. What's really, really criminal is that there's, as you're going to learn, is there's been thousands, tens of thousands of papers written on the power of vitamin C, particularly when people are in stressful conditions like when they're being put on these ventilators, about to go on these ventilators, when their body's building up edema, right? You know, uh, fluid in their lungs. The power of vitamin C to really get them out of that critical condition. I'm gonna share with you today a story of a doctor who was an emergency room doctor and they gave him high dose vitamin C and obviously they gave it to him, but they didn't give it to a lot of other people. And the data I'm gonna share comes from our using cytosol to distill thousands of research papers. 
So again, vitamin C is part three in our series on build community, boost immunity. The quote unquote second wave fear mongering is, com fear -mongering is coming. So start loading up on vitamin D3 to boost your immunity. Start having good friendships, start laughing, build community with people. You know, this mask nonsense is ridiculous. The social distancing, as we talked about in our last talk, actually hurts your immunity. You, you create people who are more depressed, people who are more anxious, people who don't get sleep. And then they give them these, you know, drugs, which further lower their immune system. So let's just jump right into this and let's start. How are we doing? Good? Yep. So let's talk about vitamin C. And what I want to talk to you about is, by the way, those of you who want to learn other stuff I do on, you know, with my businesses, you can go to vashiva.com. You'll get the history of the invention of email. Obviously, you'll see I'm running for Senate. But you'll also learn, as I've shared before, of a very powerful technology that I've created called Cytosol. And we're going to today review an article that I shared before. It was about an emergency room doctor who, on, who was on near death with coronavirus, and he was saved after a quote-unquote experimental treatment, which actually involved high dose of vitamin C, okay? That's what we're going to talk about. And he was an emergency room doctor. And, you know, the reason they waited until the end, the reason that they don't want people to take these very amazing wise nutrients that have been around for many for a long time is because the pharmaceutical industry is failing. Their entire business model is failing and they want to move everyone to vaccines. They surely don't want to move people to low cost vitamins. Right. And if you remember what I've shared with you uh, repeatedly is that when you look at the I'm just going to make this a little bit smaller so you can get the image a little bit bigger here. But when you look at um, the pharmaceutical industry, what's happening is their entire business model is actually failing. This entire pharmaceutical industry, uh, it's a long time process to go from a new compound to do all their in vitro testing in vivo where they kill a lot of animals and then they kill humans. It's a long process. And year over year, pharmaceutical companies are spending more and more money, as you can see with that bar chart, in, um, in discovering new drugs. And they're not finding new drugs. They have a lot of side effects. People are suing them. And as you notice in this line chart, less and less of their drugs are being approved. Same thing here. It's a different way of looking at it. <clears throat> so you see the orange line here is more and more R&D spending. Even the FDA is not allowing their toxic drugs to come out. So one of the things that I've been doing, as you know, Cytosol is this very powerful technology, which allows us to take the human cell where all the chemical reactions take place, all the lots of different, you can think about the 6 trillion cells you have in your body, they're all really chemical refineries and they're running all these chemical reactions. And the technology I created for my PhD work, I'm considered as you know, one of the leading guys on the immune system is because for my PhD work, I created a technology to figure out a way to mathematically use a computer to model all the gazillions of chemical reactions on the computer. And that was my technology called Cytosol. And it was a famous paper I wrote, which has gotten very well cited, but using Cytosol, we're able to understand complex molecular reactions. For example, when I, as a child, when I was growing, growing up in India, you would see these yogis, like my grandmother could look at your face, diagnose you, and they would come up with different formulations. Now, in the Indian system of medicine, turmeric is a very powerful root, the active ingredient is curcumin. And what I've done here with Cytosol is map out all the molecular reactions in the cell and how curcumin interacts to block certain inflammatory processes. Here, we're looking at another ingredient that's uh, red wine, the, the skin of red grapes has a similar effect and you can combine them. So when you're having your curry meal, as I've mentioned before, and your red wine, it actually has an anti-inflammatory effect. And with Cytosol, I can actually run digital experiments without killing animals. So here on the far right column, which is this number 0.15 that represents high inflammation, and I'm not giving any curcumin, any resveratrol. On the next experiment, I give five units of curcumin. You can see the inflammation goes down by 0.05. If I just give resveratrol, it goes down by 0.06. Not as good, but look what happens when you combine them. This is why the power of food is there. I reduce the curcumin by 40% down to three units and the resveratrol by 60. And look what happens, the inflammation drops from 0.15 to 0.03, almost a 200% drop. That's called a synergistic effect. So what we're able to do with Cytosol is we're actually able to use the technology to cull together all the research 
understand what's going on on the computer long before even do cell testing. And by the way, we don't build you know, airplanes by just throwing a pilot in. We do everything on the computer. So CITUS solves the equivalent of that. And so this is a very powerful technology. I can do a whole talk on it, but it really enables collaboration. It, it eliminates cherry picking. So you get to real true science. And so what I'm gonna share with you today is we've used Cytosol to look at all the research that's been done on uh, vitamin C, organize it together to show you how vitamin C really works and why it's an important nutrient. The, in the context of this, I'm gonna also talk about uh, a story of something recent that took place in the last three or four months about an emergency room doctor who's probably working his butt off, probably compromised his immune system. He got the coronavirus and he was about to die and he was, they put him on the ventilator and they realized he's was, he was only a, maybe 24 hours to live. And they suddenly decided to put him you know, on some anti-inflammatory drug, but lots of high dose vitamin C. But just to review, the, the 100 year old model of the immune system, which Fauci and the doctors learn, is this very uh, simple model of the immune system, which involves two boxes, which what we call the innate immune system, which is all the immune systems I've talked about in your eyes, your nose, your skin, your gut, your mucous membranes, your throat, all the stuff that faces the outer environment. You know, someone sneezes on you, it goes in your eyes, that kind of thing. That's your innate uh, immune system. And the innate immune system is what responds with different types of cells, which respond back to that, you know, the macrophages try to envelop it. You know, they leave uh, particles behind, which then in this simple model of the immune system, uh, uh, stimulates your adaptive immune system to find those antigens and create antibodies, okay? And those are your B cells and your T cells, which are like Navy sharpshooters. Well, turns out the immune system is far more complicated than this. As I shared in the lecture I gave to the National Science Foundation, it's it involves three or four other systems. It involves the interferon system. It involves a microbiome. It involves a virome. It involves a neural system. And what you learn is the immune system not only is complicated, but you learn that the purpose of your being exposed to viruses is to build resilience. You're supposed to be exposed. So the interferon system, which you don't really hear about in the media, is interferons get created, which not only protects you against a virus you're exposed to, but thousands of genes are turned on and they get ready to protect you against many other kinds of viruses. You also have the gut bacteria and the gut viruses, 380 trillion of them, you know, 60 trillion uh, bacteria which are, and the gut is connected to the brain. So the system works in a beautiful orchestration, but the key thing you find is that what you need is different from someone else. So the one size fits all medicine of force of vaccinating everyone is not only primitive, but it is against science. And the takeaway, I can't emphasize this enough. We're all walking germ factories, okay? We have 6 trillion cells, but we have 60 trillion bacteria. We have 380 trillion viruses. And we also have some fungi in us. And the reality that you want to take away, and this is what I want to weaponize you, I want to arm you with this so you can argue with a lot of these well-meaning, but frankly, ignorant doctors, ignorant people who know nothing really about the immune system is this. The viruses are not what harms us. What harms us is the overreaction of your a weakened or dysfunctional immune system. Hopefully you don't have that, but if you strengthen your immune system, you have the right shock absorber. So it's like you're driving down you know, your car and you hit a pothole. If you have the right shock absorbers, you know, you modulate through that. But if your shock absorbers are weak, guess what happens? You, you probably hit the ceiling, you probably hurt other people, you hurt other instruments in the car itself. So um, the goal here is to have a, a strong immune system because what happens is when the virus comes in, your immune system turns on all of these capabilities to try to take it out. And in the normal case, it beautifully modulates you. Maybe you get a little sniffle, you get some fever, you know, you need to rest, but you come back stronger. But if your immune system is weak, your body attacks the, the places that that virus goes lands in particular tissues and organs. In the case of the coronavirus types, it goes and starts attacking your own lung epithelial tissue. And this dysfunctional immune response typically occurs when you have pre-existing conditions, right? You have people who are obese, right? People who have diabetes, who have smoking, have been smoking a lot, uh, and immunocompromised. Remember, yesterday we talked about 
one of the things that this can happen to people is people who are socially isolated. They don't have friends. In fact, it's worse than obesity, worse than smoking, and worse than high blood pressure. And obviously, if you live in an environment of dirty air, water, and food, you further compromise your immune system. So quick review and lesson. Why are we doing all of this? Why do we want to boost the immune system? And, and what is really the goal of the, the purpose of, of getting your body ready to fight a virus? Before you can do that, you need to understand how your enemy operates. What is a virus trying to do? Well, a virus is trying to go through a series of processes to take ownership of one of your cells, of its machinery, replicate itself, and then proliferate itself. So, and the more and more viral load you have, that's when you call it an infection. If you have only one virus among all the other stuff, that's not much. But if that virus starts replicating, increasing in size, it's like aliens invading you know, your body and starting to colonize. If that colonization starts getting more and more and more, that's when you have illness, okay? So, and if your body doesn't know how to properly react to that, and the reaction itself sometimes could be more detrimental. That's what really goes on. So here, what you're seeing is in step one, I wanna walk you through this carefully. The virus comes in, that's this part right here, and that's called virus entry. Once, that's like a thief coming in. Once the thief comes in, the thief then tries to take over your own machinery. In the case of you, it's your ribosomes and your cellular machinery to start replicating that little piece of its own DNA. In this case, it's actually its own RNA, okay? It's blueprint for reproducing itself. So it starts making copies of that blueprint, which is RNA replication right here. And then it tries to reassemble itself, which is step three, and it tries to then transport itself out. So uh, let me look at this in a little more detail. So first part is virus entry. So in the case of the coronavirus, the coronavirus lands on your cell and it's got these spike proteins and the spike proteins literally try to fit into in a lock and key model into one of your receptors, in this case, the AC2 receptor, and then they turn it, sort of say, which is really what's called glycosylation. And by the way, hydroxychloroquine, which we'll talk about, stops that. That's where hydroxy chloroquine is very effective. It stops the virus entry, okay? So the first step is it tries to enter. The second step it does is the virus then tries to replicate itself. Now it's gotten its blueprint in. It uses your own cellular machine, Xerox machine, which is your ribosome machinery, and it tries to replicate that RNA. And that's a virus replication process. The next step it tries to do is to try to reassemble itself which is step three, assemble and package itself. And the final step is it tries to release and transport itself. But notice what it's doing. It's using your cellular machine. One virus comes in, you know, uh, thousands of other viruses come out if this is done well. So what we're trying to do, what the body is trying to do, ideally, you'll find out, first of all, that virus shouldn't even be getting in. And we'll talk about in a future thing, vitamin A is very powerful at that. If it gets in, Substances like zinc are very good at stopping that replication. And furthermore, vitamin D3, as we talked about, is amazing because it's an antimicrobial. It literally can destroy the cell membrane of those viruses. And today we're going to talk about what vitamin C does. So the other piece that happens is what's called the cytokine storm, okay? And what this is, is your, 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 the virus is starting to replicate. Remember, the surface of that virus has certain proteins. In the case of the coronavirus, it goes to your, it's attracted to your lungs. And when it goes and lands in your lungs, if you have a weakened and dysfunctional immune system, what happens is the macrophages in the body, which are, you know, within the, epi, uh, in, in, near the epithelial cells, they'll start putting out all different kinds of uh, capabilities to try to attack that virus. And if your body is dysfunctional, it's weakened, it overreacts. And when that overreaction occurs, your body creates what's called a cytokine storm. So the cytokine storm is an overreaction of your body, okay, to the, um, to the virus. It's not properly able to modulate itself. So that's the background. So let me talk to you about what happened several months ago. There was, and this came out in the LA Times, um, which said a critically ill elderly patient streamed into his emergency room outside Seattle. And this was Dr. Ryan Paget's uh, quickly came to understand how deadly the coronavirus could be. And what happened was 
Dr. Paget and his colleagues at Evergreen Health Medical Center, the first hospital in the country to treat multiple coronavirus patients to learn how to control the disease. So anyway, he was one of the medical workers. But on March 12th, what happened was, with his wedding was about two months away, Paget himself became the patient. He got ill. Now you can think about emergency room doctors. If you know most doctors, the entire medical training in this country is unfortunate because they keep doctors awake 36 hours as though that's a feat to do. These doctors also, if you're running around a lot, you're not eating well, you're not taking care of your body, I'm sure Paget's body itself was weakened. So what he ended up getting was he ended up getting acute respiratory. Um, essentially, his lungs started filling up. Now, what happens here? So what happens here is, remember, the virus goes through your res respiratory system, ends up in your lungs. And what happens is that here we're looking at the alveolus. This is one of your air sacs. And what happens at this point is that your air sacs start filling up with fluid. And, and, and uh, this leads to lung endothelial epithelial injury and increased permeability of right here. So you have these capillaries and here's your alveolus. So what happens is that fluid starts coming into here because your, your body is starting to try to attempt to fight the virus and it overreacts. So you have all this inflammation starting to take place, all right? So you have basically pro-inflammatory cytokines start coming in. Now, if your body is a weakened and dysfunctional immune system, you have massive amounts of inflammatory response and your body starts attacking its own tissues. So that's what was starting to happen to Dr. Paget. Now, one of the things we need to understand is most COVID patients you know, when this starts occurring, their lungs start getting filled up, they get critically ill. What do they do? What did Cuomo do? What happened with all these patients? They started putting them on these unfortunate ventilators. Well, what does a ventilator do? Well, think about it this way. So you have a balloon, which is the alveolus. It's already half filled with fluid. Okay, if you go back to something called Charles Law, right, which is pressure and volume are inversely proportional, which means the less volume you have, you have more pressure, right? So if you have a ball and before it's filled with, it was all air, well, you could put a lot of pressure in there, but now it's half filled with fluid, which means you have less volume, which means increased pressure, okay? It's an inverse relationship. So now you have people already filling up with fluid and then you start putting them on ventilators. What's that gonna do? You're gonna start damaging the alveolus even more. You're gonna create more inflammatory response. And that's what these people are doing. They were basically suffocating people, okay? And because, because of a weakened and dysfunctional immune system, the body was attacking its own, the macrophages were starting to attack its own epithelial cells. So the body was filling up. So this was what was happening to Dr. Paget, okay? And as the article says, this is a movie like Save. It doesn't happen in the real world, Paget said. I just was fortunate recipient of people who said, we are not done. We're gonna go into experimental realm to try and save your life. And he said, based on the astronomical level of inflammation uh, in his body and reports written by Chinese and Italian physicians who had treated the sickest COVID patients, the doctors came to believe that this was not the disease killing him, but his own immune system. Let me repeat that, okay? The doctors came to believe that it was not the disease killing him, but his own immune system. Look, for someone who studies the immune system, we already know this. It's unfortunate these doctors are learning this then. This is the problem with the medical school education. They don't learn the body as a system. So it said it had gone haywire and began to attack itself, a syndrome known as a cytokine storm. So if you have elderly parents, God forbid, you know, you get, you know, you get the flu and you get fluid buildup, you're gonna learn the importance of vitamin C before they put you on those ventilators. And remember, 90% of the people went on those ventilators with a death sentence. Please start thinking about vitamin C and you'll see why. So the immune system normally uses proteins called cytokines as weapons to fight disease. For unknown reasons and COVID patients, the immune system first fails to respond quickly and then floods the body. Well, there are known systems and we'll talk about that. So what is the mechanism of vitamin C? Now, this is what happened in this case. Our role was to quiet the storm, said Samuel Yosef, a cardiac surgeon. Dr. Padgett was able to clear the virus once his immune system was back in balance. Remember when I talked to you about that triangle? The goal here is to find out 
your center point, your balance point. And if you keep your body in balance, as this cardiac surgeon saying, your body takes care of itself. So the goal is for you to stay in homeostasis, what's right for your body. And you do that by supporting the immune system. So what do they do? They supplemented with high dose vitamin C. And this is the letter that I wrote to President Trump back in March 23rd, because Fauci, in my view, was killing people. And a lot of these dumb doctors were killing people. They're putting people on ventilators. By the way, they made a lot of money. They made around $13,000 for every COVID patient identified. They made another 35 grand for every COVID patient that died. And they made another 50 grand on those ventilators. They basically made about 100 grand per dead COVID patient. It was a money-making machinery for them. And vitamin C, it's cheap. And in the letter I wrote to pre the president, I said, for anyone who has COVID who's in critical condition, for God's sake, give them 100 milligrams of IV vitamin C dripped over 24 hours. It's a pharmaceutical dose. This is not something I'm making up. It's been well written in the literature. And I'm telling all of you, as you're gonna learn more this evening, for God's sake, if you have an elderly person, one of your parents, someone you know, put them on high dose vitamin C. And I would yell and scream and I would raise hell for you to do that for your loved ones. Don't let them not do that. In this case, this doctor's dying. I guess doctors help other doctors, but they don't help other patients. So they put him, Hartman put him on high dose vitamin C. Four days later, and they basically said before this, um, they uh, he said uh, he was basically had four days, uh, he basically had a few days to live. Four days later, they removed the breathing tube. He slowly came out of his sedated coma and at, and at first imagining that he was in the top floor of the space needle converted to a COVID ward, okay? The bottom line was vitamin C saved this man's life. And the point here is there's thousands of papers written on this, not five, thousands about the power of vitamin C to be used in emergency room critical setting. Here's a paper right here, open access, Journal of Intensive Care. Vitamin C may reduce the duration of mechanical ventilation, critically ill patients, a meta regression analysis. Why don't we give this to everyone? Because the reason we didn't give it to everyone is because A, the academics didn't say anything. Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about it. They want you to pummel you with vaccines and they wanted to sell ventilators. A lot of people made billions of dollars off a lot of poor elderly people who died and didn't have to. And that's why I'm running for US Senate. And that's why all of you need to make sure we win in Massachusetts because we're living with criminal people, big tech, big pharma, big academia. They don't wanna save lives. So, the, and this is again, look at this paper, vitamin C may reduce. And when was this written? This was written back in 2002, okay? 2002 when this was uh, written. And here, another paper, okay? Vitamin C can shorten the length of stay in the ICU, a meta-analysis. This was written in 2019, very new, and so on. Vitamin C supplementation of the critically ill, a systematic review and meta-analysis, 2018, all right? So people have known about this. Why didn't Fauci talk about this? Absolutely criminal. So. And here's another paper, effect of vitamin C infusion on organ failure and biomarkers of inflammation, vascular injury, and patients with sepsis and severe acute respiratory failure. All right, and this was written, This uh, I think I found some of the new papers that were written, okay? This was written in the Journal of the American Association of Medicine. Did we hear doctors saying this? Did we hear anyone doing this to people? No. I brought this out in March. I pushed it out hard. And people like YouTube, this horrible scumbags at Facebook who throttle me right now, took down my videos. This is a world we live in. Here's another thing, okay? Now, this was a paper where, in fact, the paper, paper tried to say, well, vitamin C wasn't that great, but they had to, it, it was a meta-analysis, but they said, but they had to admit Compared with placebo is associated with a significant reduction in 28-day all-cause mortality and would significantly increase ICU-free days. So this was like the worst paper that said, well, we're not sure. But even in this paper, they had to agree it reduced the ICU stay. Okay. And then um, at the end of the day, what you find is 
vitamin C is beneficial because it really does two big things and two sub things around the first one. First of all, it inhibits the cytokine storm. Remember, if you have a weakened immune system, your, your body goes, attacks its own tissues. That's what happens. Your body, in the case of this doctor and others, your body starts attacking the epithelial tissue. Your body starts filling up with fluid. And the dumb approach is to start pumping you with more pressure, which is what the ventilators do. Instead of reducing the cytokine storm, which is a root cause of the problem, which caused that fluid buildup. So let me repeat again. If you have a weakened and dysfunctional immune system, your body starts attacking itself. And when it attacks itself, fluid starts building up in all the little ball sacs in your, the sacs in your, in your um, lungs, and that starts filling up. And then you're putting more pressure in, what's gonna damage it even more. So the goal we wanna do is reduce the cytokine storm. So, so vitamin C does it in two ways. It modulates the immune system and vitamin C is a very powerful antioxidant and anti-inflammatory. But you have, to, when you're critically ill, please listen to this carefully. You have to give it in very high dosages, not like 1,000, 1,500 milligrams, you know, which is like a maintenance dose. We should all be taking 1,500 milligrams, okay? But when you're in critically ill conditions, you need to go to that 100 grams, okay? 100 grams over an IV drip it so it goes right into your system. It's a pharmaceutical type dose. And vitamin C does number two, it's antiviral, it disrupts viral replication. So how does this do this? So I'm gonna walk you through, by the way, um, anyone who knows me, you know, I probably spent half of, you know, I have like two lives running for Senate and going after the establishment deep state. Uh, and the other life I do is trying to really understand how we beef up the immune system, um, and I, you know, work every day on, on as a scientist. But what you see here is, and I spend a lot of time looking at lots of pay papers, finding the molecular interaction. So I'm going to show you, this is the kind of stuff I work on. So what you see here is that here is vitamin C, okay? You can follow the diagram because I know this kind of diagrams may seem initially complicated. Here's the cell wall, okay? And what you see here is when vitamin C comes in, through a series of reactions here, vitamin C creates reactive oxygen species, okay? Because they're, because when your immune cells are overactive, which means they're, remember, you have overactive immune cells. Um, it's like a weak person. They act crazy, right? When they're trying to, you know, weak people actually, actually act more crazier than people who are strong and confident, right? So when, when, you're, when your cells are weak, they actually overreact. So when, you're, uh, when your immune cells are overreacting, there's a chemical called GAPDH, and GAPDH is overexpressed. So if you looked at an overreactive immune system or a weak immune system, you'd have a lot of this chemical called GAPDH, okay? And for, I'm not gonna go through what, 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 what that acronym stands for, but there's a chemical called GAPDH, which will be high levels. It's overexpressed. And when that overexpression takes place, you're basically you have the cytokine storm underway. It's an indicator of that. Well, what vitamin C does is vitamin C actually inhibits GAPDH. So it's like putting on shock absorbers, okay? So what you do when you put on when you take vitamin C is you're putting on shock absorbers. And the way, way it works is vitamin C actually, it does it in a very clever way. Vitamin C through a series of chemical reactions creates what are known as reactive oxygen species, which, and that reactive oxygen species actually goes and attacks the GAPDH and inhibits. And the loss of GAPDH leads to suppression of the activated immune cells that are responsible for creating the cytokine storm, okay? So you have GAPDH at high levels because you have a weakened immune system, which is causing your lungs to fill up with all that fluid, don't put a ventilator on, you take high dose vitamin C, the vitamin C through a series of chemical reaction lowers that GAPDH, okay? So this is how it has a modulating effect. This is sort of the shock absorbency. The second way it modulates the immune system is vitamin C, as you know, is an amazing antioxidant, right? And as an antioxidant, it goes and eats up all the um, reactive oxygen or the free radicals that the virus actually creates. Remember, viruses create a lot of these free radicals. Um, and, and so what 
vitamin C does, it goes, eats up all of that because it's an antioxidant. But the other thing vitamin C also does, it also, as you can see here, it inhibits the activation of what's called nuclear factor kappa beta, NF kappa beta, which is also involved in cancer. So vitamin C goes, inhibits that, and, and that is extremely important in stopping that cytokine storm. So it takes out the inflammation, and it also affects, it has an antioxidant effect to take over those free radicals. So in both those ways, through inhibiting GAPDH and through this antioxidant anti-inflammatory effect, you know, vitamin C is very powerful at modulating and giving shock absorbers to your immune system, okay? This is why it's so powerful. The other thing vitamin C does separately from that, it also stops viral replication, which is also very important at the heart of it to stop the virus from replicating. So you get another double whammy over there. So in closing, um, what I wanna share with is, if you wanna boost immunity, by the way, you know, winter's coming, the quote unquote second wave's coming, you know, in the letter I wrote to the president, you can find online, right? If you're an adult, you should take around 1500 milligrams of vitamin C. Now, if you're under stressful conditions, you can ramp it up. By the way, new research came out recently, which said you don't have to get the IV drip. You can even take powdered vitamin C at high dosages. It has the same effect. Okay, that's the good news. So you don't have to get an IV put in you. So vitamin C, again, in closing has many different effects. It increases the cellular immunity, which means it increases white blood cell count, neutrophils, macrophages, lymphocytes. So it increases all those cells, which are like your Marines to fight. Second is it also increases humoral activity of the adaptive immune system, the B cells and the antibodies. Next is it increases those antiviral proteins, the interferons, right? So, does, so it's supporting your innate immune system, it's supporting your adaptive, but it's also supporting your interferon, which is that third system, you know, a lot of people don't talk about. It also increases energy for you by providing necessary electrons and, and electron movement, which supports your mitochondria. So, you know, when you're down, you know, you want that energy. And it limits the main source of fuel for the pathogenic organisms, which is sugar, when provided in pharma, pharmacological dosage. You have to give high dose when you're under stress. And then it also supports by maintaining the structural integrity of your cells so the viruses have a problem even getting in. Okay, so that's very important. So vitamin C, very good for the critically ill, no side effects, okay? So, you know, you know, the worst thing that happens, you get some diarrhea, okay? So you can reduce the dosage. So in the case of this doctor, you look, he was a doctor who never got sick, then the coronavirus nearly killed him, and you can see he's, he's in good shape now, okay? And the takeaway from this story is, look, um, Vitamin C in the six part series is a very powerful way to boost the immune system. Um, and I think the problem is maybe if we call vitamin C some long drug name, people say, oh yeah, I should take that, right? But because it's called vitamin C, you go, oh, no big deal. It must have no effect. Well, that's very powerful effects. We say, oh, you know, vitamin D3. I just did a tweet. Some guy said, oh, major breakthrough. What did he say? you know, antibody found for COVID, right. you know, it's like, come on, it's not a major breakthrough. Let me tell you what the real breakthrough is. Vitamin D3 already exists. Why don't you use that? So you have the news always carrying that kind of news, but they're not highlighting. I mean, if the news really cared about people, they'd be telling them, you know, they'd be giving, playing my six part series. They'd say, look, start taking vitamin D3, have friendships, start boosting up on vitamin C, but they don't do that. So over the next three days, I'll be bringing you zinc, iodine, and we'll also be talking about vitamin A. So we have three more days coming on the Build Community Boost Immunity, and I hope this was helpful. Um, anyway, for those of you, hi from Lemonster, Mass. Hi, Sandy. Um, good to have you. And look, uh, it's time that we have one of us in office. You know, they are so afraid that we're going to you know, our campaign is going to go after big pharma, big tech, and big academia, you know, the violators of truth, freedom, and health. They had to commit election fraud. And by the way, we've asked for the ballot images. We don't, we hear crickets over there. This is going to be, this is going to escalate. This is going to escalate big because in Franklin, Massachusetts, 3,000 ballots are missing. You know, I'm not going to let this go. And none of our volunteers, none of you are going to let it go. So we have, we're going to expose your election fraud, but we're going to use this 
to escalate our movement. So in closing, everyone here, I need you, as Jen just put up, pledge. If you're in Massachusetts, pledge to write in on November 3rd. You can also just simply, Jen, you may want to put, you can simply say yes. If you're in Massachusetts, simply SMS yes to my cell number, 617. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 617, is it 206? Uh, Jen, can you put up the number? I think it's 209-6364, 617-209-6364. Uh, so you can just, Jen, if you can find that number, just put it up, it'd be great. I think it's, uh, let me just go to the website, it's right here. Yes, it's 617-209-6364. You can also just simply send yes, but the bottom line is everyone, wherever you are, get people to go to our website right here, let me go to it right here. Um, let me share the screen again here. Everyone have your friends go and pledge right here. Click on the pledge button. Let them pledge to let, let us know that they're going to be voting for us on November 3rd. Buy or because the early ballots are coming out. The other thing is those of you support the campaign. And if you want to see me putting out more of these, which I'll do anyway, support the campaign, support yourself, you know, Get the book, System and Revolution. Get the ebook. Learn how your body is a system. This is a great opportunity for you to do that. And then finally, for all of you out there, volunteer for the campaign. You meet a lot of people. Yes, you can, Jen, put that up. You can also simply text yes to 617-209-6364. That's a way to pledge that you're going to vote for the campaign. Okay? Remember, anyone outside of the United States obviously can't vote. Uh, outside of Massachusetts can't. This is, But Massachusetts, as we know, is a deep state. So we need all of you to start making this go viral. We need you to share the pledge. We need you to tell people to donate. We need people to support this campaign. That's what we need. And um, let me see if there's any questions. Oh, excellent. Pledge, Ingrid, awesome. Keep pledging. Ingrid, thank you for pledging. Ingrid, go tell two more of your friends in Massachusetts to pledge to vote for us and tell them to go get others. We need to make this go viral. That's what we need. Someone just said vitamin C cures and prevents cardiovascular disease. Definitely, Mark Lee. Thanks for sharing, sharing that with us. Um, someone said afraid to take greater than two grams or so vitamin C. Yeah, look, vitamin C, look, if you, you can modulate it, use your own intuition. If you see a lot of diarrhea, just take it down. But when you're in critically ill condition, you need to ramp it up to that high dose. And you can talk, you can read the papers on this, et cetera. And as Anu says, pledge at shivaforcenter.com. That's pledge, you're pledging to vote for us. That's what we need. Okay. Uh, someone says, does hydroxychloroquine help with SARS? I will do a whole talk if you want hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine has a very powerful effect in stopping glycosylation so the virus doesn't get in. But hydroxychloroquine also does something else very powerful when taken with zinc. Hydroxychloroquine also stops virus replication. I'll do a whole talk on that, Kim. I'll do a follow-up on that. Um, what is an MRA vaccine? Great thing, Jen, please make a note on that. I'll do a video on that, okay? I'm gonna do a video on what is a vaccine, what is an mRNA vaccine, what, uh, you know, at a high level, what a mRNA vaccine does it goes and stops the RNA replication process. And I'll, 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 I'll do a whole talk on that. And by the way, there's problems with that. And I'll talk about why these companies like Moderna are essentially setting everyone up for a scam, okay? How much, I assume you meant, Richie's asking, how much vitamin C is twice? Richie, I don't know, is that Richie? Um, I think that's Richie the boxer, okay? Richie, so how much vitamin C is too high? Um, well, look, when, it all depends. It's the right medicine for the right person at the right time. If you're under massively stressful conditions, you know, high there is different than if you're in not stressful conditions. If you're in normal conditions, you know, obviously, you know, 10,000, 20,000 milligrams could be high. You could probably get diarrhea, okay, because your body doesn't know what to do with all of that, okay? It's going to just put it out. Um, but if you're under stressful conditions, your body will make use of that vitamin C. So in that case, you know, in the protocol I, I sent to the president, I said, if I were people, I would take 100 grams. So what's 100 grams? 1,000 milligrams makes one gram. 
So that's a hundred thousand milligrams. Okay. But you spread it out over a 24 hour period, but that's under stressful conditions. You have to learn how to modulate this for you. Um, where do we find, where can we find powdered vitamin C and what brand? Jen, keep a note on that. I can do a video just on that. Um, I'll recommend different kinds of brands that I would do. You know, obviously you should talk to your healthcare practitioner. Uh, David Gerard says, I pledged the other day. Wonderful, David. Someone said, uh, 100 grams vitamin C, how many lemons? Ratan Kumar Singh. I don't know, Ratan, I can do a calculation on that if you want, but it's a great question. Good question. Jen, make note of that. We could do a small video just on that. Okay. I think powdered vitamin C. Anyway, all your questions keep asking them. One of the things we're going to do is our volunteers are actually engaging with you right now. If you have questions that you have, we're going to meet tomorrow morning, for example, and I may do small, short videos to post back and answer your questions. And I'm going to be very personal with those videos so your questions gets answered and you can share that with other people. One of the parts of our campaign and the educational process I want to do, I want to really answer your questions because I know when I give this knowledge out, we get lots of very positive comments and questions. All the positive comments you give us, a lot of our supporters and volunteers are going to be interacting with you to try to connect with you, try to con connect with like-minded people. We're going to actually, you know, inform you how you can pledge and how you can donate and you can support. So keep an eye out for that. So you're going to meet other friends because we've I've asked a lot of our volunteers and supporters when people you know, give us good comments, connect with them, make friends with them because we want to build community and boost immunity. Okay. All right. Uh, in the interest of time, it's 1040. And someone said, is it okay to take vitamin C? I think I, is it okay to take vitamin C with vitamin D3? Look, one of the important rules that I do, and so long, and it's a the question is vitamin D3 is a fat soluble vitamin, which means it's stored. Vitamin C is water soluble. Whenever I take my fat-soluble vitamins, I typically take it with food, like if I'm eating eggs or if I'm eating, you know, some fatty foods, right, sardines or salmon, I'll take my vitamin D3 and the fatty vitamins with them. If I'm eating my vegetables or, you know, having like carbs or those kind of things, I'll have my vitamin C with that, you know, or you can put it in liquid and have it. So just use this concept water to water, fat to fat, okay, if that helps. And I can do a whole talk just on that. And there's probably a whole talk I should do when you should take vitamins and who, when what you should take them with. It can be very, very valuable because remember, um, vitamins, the ultimate goal is to get them from food. If you want to take supplements, there's an art to also taking vitamins. All right, everyone. Uh, it's been a long day. I, I've been up for a while, uh, but I enjoy doing these talks. But remember, this is our fight. Everyone, please Get your friends out there. We're doing a write-in campaign. And there have been two senators in American history who've won write-in campaigns. One was Lisa Murkowski um, and another was Strom Thurmond. I don't really care for any of those guys, but um, we are running a write-in campaign and we know the path to win. And it's all of us working together. It's all of us working together. You telling more people wherever you are that Dr. Shiva's running, get them to write in. And all they have to do is write in Dr. Shiva. Right in, Dr. Shiva. And and uh, in fact, let me bring up, before I leave here, I do want to bring up something I have here. Let me bring this up one second. I want to share with you. Uh, I want to share with you. If people are looking at it, you can take a copy of this. Um, I do want to share with people what they what the um, what the process looks like on the back of a card. So let me bring this up. If everyone can see this, yes. So if you see this right here, let me share the screen right here. If everyone can see this, where people can do is when they write in. You know, remember, when they see a ballot, there'll be lawyer one, one of the doofuses, and lawyer two, another doofus. Um, we don't want to vote for either one of those. They can literally write in Dr. Shiva right here and then circle this. And they use a pen, and this is how they can do it. 
So, and we want people to pledge. I'll write in Dr. Shiva. I'll also have two of my friends do it and I'll share this pledge. But literally, this is what the write-in looks like on the ballot. So I hope that helps. So everyone, let's get to work. Let's move forward. Let's escalate this movement. And I'll be continuing to educate everyone so you can take care of your immune system and get ready for the quote unquote, the second wave. Thank you, everyone. Be the light, be well. Let's win this fight. Thank you.